Blog Talk Radio. This is the Body of Christ Church, inviting you to our virtual living room, where we discuss today's issues and how those issues relate to the Holy Scriptures. So sit back, relax, and engage in conversation with us. Good afternoon, and the Most High, in the name of Christ, bless you. I am Josiah, and welcome to our virtual living room, where we examine recent events and other topics as they pertain to the Holy Scriptures. We give all praises to the Most High in Christ, and we give thanks for God's generous mercy, grace, and forgiveness. At this point, I'd just like to remind everyone that the chat room is open and available for your comments or questions. This week's title is... Mother allows five-year-old son to wear dresses. And you heard it right. There's a mother in Seattle that is allowing her five-year-old son to uh, wear dresses um, and seems like whenever he wants to. And at first, she did object. And uh, the turning point seemed to have been uh, her oldest son, I think who's eight, said, Mom, why don't you just let him be happy? And at that point, she said she realized this was an adult situation, and she relented and allowed him to wear dresses. So now we have in the virtual living room to discuss this very important topic. First off, our brother Kazakia. Shalom to all the brothers on the panel. Shalom to our audience. Uh, Giving first and foremost all praise, honor, and glory to the Heavenly Father and his son Christ, and I am definitely thankful for another opportunity to be able to participate uh, on the show. And we also have our brother Kabar. Yes, shalom, brothers and sisters. Shalom to the brothers on the panel. Giving all praises to the Most High in Christ for the opportunity to bring forth his doctrine. And last but certainly not least, we have our brother Abaja. Hey, shalom to everyone. Shalom to the panel. Most High Christ bless everyone and all praises for another day to preach his holy word for those that want to repent. Okay. Brothers, I, I, you know, this is a, a, a very, very interesting thing that's taken place for a lot of different reasons. And, you know, people depending upon their perspective on life and and what's proper and so forth, will have different perspectives and positions on this particular topic. The parent, though, are always responsible for guiding children, and this is a five-year-old boy. So this decision, although it's something that the boy desires, it is a parental decision. So now... What's right, and how do you go about deciding what's right? What is the uh, the measuring stick, the litmus test that you use to make a decision on what's right for your children? Let's let's go ahead and start with the father. There was an article in uh, the Daily Mail. I think this is out of the, the United uh, Kingdom, and uh, the father made a statement, and I want to go to uh, his statement. It says, uh, and his father insisted that aside from his choice of dress, his son was just like any other five-year-old. It's not contagious, he said. 
is just like any other kid. He plays checkers. He plays in trees. He's He just likes to do it in a dress. It's a big deal. Abaja, mm-hmm. is it a big deal? Well, I want to start off, before I say anything, I want to start off with a scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 37. I'm going to read verses 37 and verse 38. It says, If any man think himself to be a prophet or spiritual, let him acknowledge that the things that are right unto you are the commandments of the Lord. But if any man be ignorant, let him be ignorant. And the reason why I wanted to start off with that scripture is, the thing is is that when you read the scriptures, anyone that wants to call themselves spiritual or a prophet or following the Bible or anything, from what we read here, If we are going to call ourselves following the Bible, Paul said in the spirit of our Lord Jesus Christ, he said, let them acknowledge, let him acknowledge that the things that I write unto you are the commandments of the Lord. So it's showing you that the things that we are responsible for using to guide our lives as far as adults and how we conduct ourselves and as parents and how we raise our children are supposed to be according to the commandments of the Lord, first and foremost. But secondly, it said in the verse 38, but if any man be ignorant, let him be ignorant. So the thing is, is that understanding that this is a show based on the scriptures, we're going to deal with that matter from the scriptures, and I'm saying that for all of our listeners, because I saw the, a couple of the clips, you know, of when they went on to under the, uh, today's show and things like that. And granted, nobody's up, <laughs> you know, holding the Bible and saying, well, this is right, you know, as far as uh, promoting or endorsing the the young the little young man wearing a dress. But the reason why I started out with that is because the Bible is supposed to be what we're supposed to use to guide our lives and instruct us. Okay. And if any man be ignorant, let him be ignorant. So we already understand that you're gonna have people that object to this. People have all, people have rejected the word of the Heavenly Father since the beginning. So, you know, we're gonna keep moving. Now <clears throat> Going to, uh, I had lost my place where it says in the scriptures about the man shall not wear that which pertains to a woman. Uh, brothers, if you could help me out with that. That's Deuteronomy chapter 22 and verse 5, brother. All right, go, you go ahead. Go ahead and take that, brother. Uh, Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter 22 and verse 5. It says, bear with me right quick. It says, the woman shall not wear that which pertaineth unto a man. Neither shall a man put on a woman's garment, for all that do so are abomination unto the Lord thy God. So the overall point is we, we find that plain and explicitly clear in the Bible, in the scriptures, where the Lord even has outlined the way that we are supposed to dress ourselves. The woman shall, now, shall not wear that which pertaineth to a man, that's pretty much self-explanatory. A woman is not supposed to wear those articles of clothing or those garments of clothing that are meant for a man. Neither shall a man put on a woman's garment. Neither shall a man put on those articles of clothing, those garments that are meant for a woman to wear. For all that do so are abomination unto the Lord thy God. So the Lord is telling us that when we have this type of behavior going on or what is commonly referred to nowadays as cross-dressing, that is an abomination. That is a a wicked, heinous 
despicable, detestable act uh, in the eyes of the Heavenly Father. And for those who are trying to serve the Lord who are doing these things, or if they want to see the kingdom of heaven and eternal life, they have to repent in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and stop cross-dressing. Men, put on your uh, clothes that are meant for men, and women, you put on those clothes that are meant for women. And uh, repent and serve the Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ in spirit and in truth, according to the Scriptures. Okay, Kazaki, I, I hear what you're reading there, and you're coming straight from the Bible, okay? And as you know, there are many religions that use the Bible, many different denominations and so forth. Mm-hmm. So for your church, you know, someone might think, well, that's that's fine for your church. If that's the way you want to do things in your church, then that's fine. But mm-hmm. in my church, you know, it's okay for someone to cross-dress, it's okay for a number of other things, but we still believe in the same God you believe in. We still believe that Jesus died for our sins and so on and so forth. So what do you say to someone that's, that, that responds that way? Oh, that's okay. why I read First Corinthians. <laughs> Let him mm-hmm. acknowledge that the things that I write unto you are the commandments of the Lord. So the thing is, it's not a matter of going into what denomination you are or you know what so-called religion you are. If we're holding this Bible in our hands, then he said, let him acknowledge that the things that are right unto you are the commandments of the Lord. But if any man be ignorant, let him be ignorant. So for someone to hold a Bible in their hand and say that this is okay, then they're ignorant, according to the scriptures. And they, and that's something that they need to repent from. I'd like to add that. I would like to add a, a little bit more to what uh, the brother Abaja is saying by reading this scripture. This is Isaiah chapter 5 and verse 20. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. So in other words, woe unto them, in this particular case, that say, well, it's okay for the, for, for the little boy in cross dress. There's nothing wrong with that. That's calling evil good. And at the same time, if, you, if, if, if a young man or someone stands up and holds up the Bible and says, wait a minute. Cross-dressing is wrong according to the Bible, according to the scriptures, and they say, oh, no, 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 put that Bible down. We don't want to hear that. That's calling good evil. So all those you know people it can be, that do that. But you know it can be said, that's your interpretation of what's going on. Uh, this little boy, is he is happy like that, and that's a good thing. That's a good but thing for him to be happy. Hello? I yeah, go ahead. Yawanathan, oh, I, I, I got to let, you, yeah. let your brothers know that Yawanathan uh, have walked into the virtual living room. <laughs> I apologize. Yawanathan, go ahead, brother. Give me my praise to heaven, calling Christ. On, on this on this issue, welcome to all to the show, Shalom. And um, on the on the part where you said, um, I have just a few comments. On the part where you said that, well, one denomination would say, well, that's what we do and whatever. Well, to to that point, the whole issue. There is only but one denomination in Christ, and that's the followers of his word. All of, all of these things about, well, that's what we do, this, that, that ain't our whatever. Where the Lord divided his righteousness. He just said to do what he said. So now, I just, I just got um, Ephesians 4 and verse 4 through 5 and 6. It says, there is one body and one spirit, even as you are called in, in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. 
okay, if we do what he said. And see, the, the reason why you got these different things, uh, religions and things and different denominations and stuff is because of man. They don't want to obey the word of the Father. But as we said said here earlier, if you stick to the word of the Father, then there won't be no discrepancy. If you're going to get mad, you're going to get mad at the Heavenly Father. And you see, that's what the brothers is, was going by. Like, look, we got to do what, what the Lord said. And then also um, about the, the young First of all, um, um, okay, he was eight, nine, ten years old. He he don't know right from left yet. Okay, so now we shouldn't be listening to children. The scripture says to instruct the children. Okay, so that the whole set, uh, mindset of let them be happy. Okay, so if the little boy like uh, smoking cigarettes, okay, and like and like playing around with animal um, gerbils and stuff, or or he he likes um. Name whatever we can stealing in the store. That happy we gotta let them let them do that because that's what we want them to know. The scriptures tell you to train up the child. So now we at our children, we as those should be instructing them right from wrong. And we start with. you breaking up, brother. Okay. So I, the last thing I wanted to say is we should stick to the word of the Father and let that be right. Okay. Okay. All right. Very good. Yes, Can I read another scripture? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, because this is something that was uh, posted in the chat room that's very relevant. This is Second uh, Peter chapter one, verse twenty. It says, "Knowing mm-hmm. this first, that no prophecy of the scriptures of any private interpretation, for the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost." So, when it, what it means by no prophecy of the scriptures of any private interpretation? The thing is, the problem is you have many people that privately interpret the scriptures and twist them to mean what they want it to mean, okay? But the word says, like the brother brought the word says what it says, okay? It says the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, which is what you have now. The will of man is what they want to take the scriptures and twist it to make it mean what they want it to mean. It says the holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost, talking about the prophets all the way from Genesis all the way to the end of Revelation. So guess what? If we're going to hold this Bible, we're going to speak as those holy men were moved in the spirit of the Most High in Christ and preach this word in spirit and truth. But I have another scripture regarding to uh, Attire, but um, I think he wanted to um, go into something. I'm sorry, you go, you go ahead with the other scripture. Okay. Because the brother read the scripture in... Um, Deuteronomy 22 and 5 about the woman shall not wear that which pertaineth unto a man, neither shall a man put on a woman's garment, for all that do so an abomination unto the Lord thy God. So I want to read something out of the Apocrypha real quick concerning attire. Okay, this is the Wisdom of Solomon in the Apocrypha, chapter 19. And I want to start at verse 29, because the reason why I'm dealing with this is I want to deal with the attire first, but I, but we also want to, uh, as the show goes on, go to the deeper meaning of, you know, uh, of the root of this evil. And and it is evil because it's against the scriptures. But the deeper meaning is, one, the whole thing of uh, acceptance that, that's being promoted, which is contrary to the scriptures. And, two, because you've got a couple, a couple of issues. You've got that whole thing of acceptance, but you also have the whole issue of, you know, like you want to it brought out. I think Zaki touched on as far as raising a child up according to the scriptures. But um, here we are, uh, uh, Wisdom of Solomon, um, verse 29. 
I'm sorry, chapter 19, verse 29. <clears throat> and it reads, A man may be known by his look, and one that hath understanding by his countenance when thou meetest him. Verse 30, A man's attire and excessive laughter and gait, meaning the way he carries himself, show what he is. So the scriptures are plain. It says, A man may be known by his look, and one that hath understanding by his countenance when thou meetest him. So it's showing you that the way that we carry ourselves, the way that we conduct ourselves, okay, it basically portrays a certain image. In verse 30, a man's attire, what he wears, and excessive laughter and gait show what he is. So it basically just in a nutshell shows that what we wear, how we dress, how we conduct ourselves, how we speak, how we interact with people, show what, what kind of person we are. So for a woman or a mother to allow their child, to, their son, to dress in this manner, she's basically training her son up to be a girl or a female. And that is contrary to what we read in the scriptures. Uh, quick correction. That that was in the, the book of Ecclesiasticus, chapter 19 of verse 29. Right. And 30. You, okay, you, I'm sorry. You right. had mentioned wisdom of Solomon. Right. Okay. Uh, Abaja, thank you so much for bringing that out. Uh, for those of you that just joining us, we are discussing uh, this situation of a mom who is allow, allowing her five-year-old son to wear dresses. And I want to, at this point, read an excerpt from an article that uh, was written in the Daily Mail from the United Kingdom. Um, it starts out, naturally, his parents, Cheryl and Dean Killer Davis, were concerned that this could make him an easy target for bullies, and when the tendency first emerged, his mother tried to deter him. But after several unsuccessful attempts, she decided that it was not her son, but his critics that needed to change. And she has now published a picture book about how there is nothing wrong with the way he chooses to dress. I printed a prototype of my book at a local coffee center and used it as a tool to share my feelings, she said in an interview today. It explained how exclusion hurts and how even a basic level of acceptance can really change lives. So, Kabar, uh, you've been relatively quiet over there. Uh, let, me, let me ask you. Now, the brothers have brought out scriptures that are basically excluding this child from this activity, excluding this family from condoning uh, this behavior. And th this mother is bringing out, she says, it explained how exclusion hurts and how even a basic level of acceptance can really change lives. So now, is, is what these brothers bring out in the scriptures, is this hurting by excluding this behavior? You know, the thing is that what hurts is, when we, you know, as as human beings, as individuals, decide to set ourselves against the will and the desire and the commandments of the Lord, it's because of that that that's what brings the pain. It's like saying uh, the ground brought me pain after I jumped off the cliff. The problem is that you're jumping off the cliff. That's where the problem's coming in at. Gravity is not the issue. The ground, you smacking into the ground is not the problem. The problem came in where you made the, the, the wrong decision to jump off a cliff. 
And that's the type of issue we're dealing here. If you can go ahead and play that. What about that the boy's happiness, though? What about his well, happiness? Because this, the mother made this decision because this is what makes him happy. So but this is the thing, and that's the point I want to cover about the mother being parented by the child. If you can play that uh, first clip, the justification by this doc, this Dr. Deborah Bill Howard, because the clip I got is from uh, Newsday. Um, it's a it's a uh, interview like the Today Show, and you had this same justification about the boy, his happiness by this Ph.D. doctor that's supposed to be the expert and tells everybody else how they should feel about it. So if you could play that clip. Okay, sure thing. How do parents handle this and incorporate it and sort of calibrate their expectations and reactions? Well, of course, parents will handle it in a variety of ways, in a lot of different ways. Um, I think that it's important for parents to realize that this is there, there's more than one way to be a boy. There's more than one way to be a girl. Um, we've got a very healthy, happy child here who's expressing his individual uh, his individuality and his Okay. Kabar, was that loud enough or is it too loud? Um, I, hopefully the audience did hear it and make it out, but what she was saying in, in in summary was that it's important for parents to support uh their child and that the parents should know that there's many different ways to be a boy and that there's many different ways to be a girl and that the parents should support the child's preferences about that. Now, two scriptures. Number one, and these are dealing with the parents and the errors that's going on there. Proverbs 22 and 6 tells you, train up a child. Okay, so we're dealing with the, with the parents' obligations as parents in accord, and, and to the most high in keeping his commandments, what are they supposed to be doing? And the scripture says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. So that means the parent is given the child guidance. The parent is given the child instruction and direction in the way or the path that they should take. Not the child giving the parents their preferences. You see how backward that is? That's how the brother quoted the scripture about calling evil good and good evil and how gross darkness has covered the earth. But you have this, this, once again, as I mentioned in other shows, we live in the anti-God, anti-Christ, anti-law society, and everything is geared towards justifying everything that contradicts God and his commandments. Now, the other portion, the other error that the parents are making in allowing the children to establish their own preferences and their own desires, when you go into Psalms chapter 78, verses mm -hmm. 5, 6, and 7, tells you this, the obligation, once again, of the parents, Psalm 78, and verse 5, for he established, meaning the Most High, the Heavenly Father, for he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded, right, which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known unto their children. So the parents are supposed to teach the children the commandments that God gave them to teach the children. Not the children teach the parents the commandments that they want to keep. Verse 6, that 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 the generation to come might know them, meaning the commandments, even the children which should be born, who should arise, meaning grow up, and declare it to their children. 
Now you have it being passed down from generation to generation. That's how it's supposed to be set up. Verse 7, that they may set their hope, meaning the children to come, the future generations to come, that they should set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but what? Keep his commandments. So I don't care how many prefixes is to this lady named doctor, master, whatever. It's foolishness. And all of her education, if it is brought to this point, has been useless. Now, the education that we need is the understanding of the words of the Heavenly Father as it is edified through the doctrine of Christ. And the parents will then know and understand how to instruct the children according to the commandments of the Lord and not the children as little five-year-old boys and girls telling the parents what commandments they should be keeping. That's backwards. Can I something you're saying? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, absolutely. Go ahead, bro. And then, and then she's saying that she was uh, afraid that the bullies on her school, she doesn't understand by... In this world, she's now opening her child to a whole plethora of different type of, uh, to a plethora of different type of demons, people that's not even concerned of, of serving the Lord in this world. She's worried about bullies. She better worry about those pedophiles, those men preying on little boys, and and, and also the scene that he already in a dress. Not also the feminine little boys that's already in this world, older or whatever, looking at this guy, and he, she doesn't understand. She's opened him up to another realm of wickedness that she don't even know exists, or if she does, doesn't have the understanding to deal with it because she left off from the words of the Heavenly Father. Bully should be the last thing on her mind. May I read this, may I read this uh, excerpt, please, brother? Yeah, go ahead, bro. This is in reference of, this is from another uh, source dealing with this particular uh, topic that we're talking about from rollingout.com. And the second paragraph of this article reads, the Seattle couple of the boys' parents, the Seattle couple claims that Dyson developed an affinity for wearing dresses, skirts, and pastel colors. So to appease the child, the the couple eventually allowed their son to dress like a princess and wear lip gloss. Now, I would like to read Ecclesiasticus chapter 30 and verse 11. It says, Give him no liberty in his youth and wait not at his follies. So what we're reading here is an example of a couple giving their son liberty. This is the wrong liberty. This is the stuff that the couples, this this couple, all couples, all parents, are not supposed to allow their children to do, which is cross-dress. And the second part of it, and wink not at his follies. The fact that they are promoting this type of behavior, the fact that they are promoting this activity is a direct contradiction to the scriptures because the scripture says wink not or don't wink at folly or foolishness. So what this couple should have been doing if they are following the scriptures and following Christ is they are not supposed to excuse this type of foolish behavior with their son. What they should be doing is confronting, addressing, and correcting this type of behavior with their son, utilizing the scriptures, utilizing the commandments, utilizing the teachings of Christ. That's what should be happening. But because it's not happening, this young man, as as, as the brother Yawana just brought out, 
he's being opened up to a whole plethora of, 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 of an onslaught of wickedness from other persons, from other sources, because of the fact that the parents are not correcting this child's behavior and letting him know this is not the way that a young man is supposed to be dressing and carrying himself. Okay, we are discussing uh, a little boy whose uh, mother, a five-year-old little boy, whose mother is allowing him to wear dresses. Shalom, brothers and sisters. My name is Hush Young from the Body of Christ Church in Waterbury. I would like to take this time to invite you or anyone you know that lives in or is planning to visit the Waterbury area of Connecticut. That's covering the areas of Waterbury, Middlebury, Prospect, and Walker. To tune into our show, Revelation of the Testament, airing every Saturday at 12 noon to 1 p.m. on Channel 13. And may the Most High in Christ bless your understanding and increase the fruits of your righteousness. Brothers from the Body of Christ Church in Buffalo, New York, would like to invite you to our sex class held every Friday evening from 7.30 p.m. until 9.30 p.m. The location is 282 Winslow Avenue in Buffalo, New York. Once again, 7.30 to until 9.30 p.m. Location 282 Winslow Avenue in Buffalo, New York. So if you're in the Buffalo area, you're always welcome. Remember, Christ said in John 14 and 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Thank you. If you've enjoyed today's program and you live in the Atlanta area, we invite you to view our public access television program. For Fulton County, please tune into Body of Christ on People TV, Channel 24 every Sunday at 1.30 p.m. Or for DeKalb County on Comcast Channel 25 every Monday at 2 p.m. And now back to today's show. Okay, we're we are back, and what we're discussing today is a five-year-old who is wearing dresses, and this is with the permission of his parents, both his mother and father. Uh, initially, his mother tried to deter him for wearing dresses, but um, her, I think his eight-year-old son, uh, said, Mom, why don't you just let him be happy? And that uh, played a major role in her changing her mind. Um, Kabar, I, I know there's some other stuff that you want to go over. Uh, there's another clip. I don't know if you're prepared for that now, that you want to introduce that next clip. Um, yeah, go ahead and play clip number two. Okay, here it is. I think it's also important for parents to keep in mind that um, you invest now in your child um, or you pay later. That if we can, as parents, um, support our child's preferences and, and passions and show them that we love them for who they are. We love their authentic we self. We love them, yes. right? And um, they're much less likely to experience anxiety, depression, and so on and so forth as teenagers and young adults. Do parents? Now, Kabar, you, 
know, uh, to just about anybody listening to that, that's going to sound like she's making a very good point. Yeah, um, you know, the love that to love your child for who they are and to support them, and it basically doesn't matter what this child decides to do, just support them in everything, you know, they, they're most much, much more likely to, what she say, not have depression or to be stronger individuals, so on and so forth. But you know what? I'm going to go to a, a comment um, that one of the people, the same article that the brother read earlier rolling out, if we jump down to, like, uh, the last three paragraphs, uh, in, that, in that last three, one of the sentences, just a few sentences at the end says, what happens when Dyson's become a teenager and he no longer feels the need to dress like a princess? Will his friends accept him, or will he face scathing criticism from his peers? Because he has gained so much national attention for dressing like a princess, the pictures and videos could follow him throughout his life and have a negative impact. If he, if he has problems reconciling his feelings with his parents' actions, right, Dyson could develop psychological issues and detest his parents for their ill-advised decisions. Now, how much sense does that make? It shows you on the other end, by them allowing this child at five, six, or seven to make a decision, a life-changing decision, right? At five, six, or seven. What would happen if the child wanted to have major plastic surgery? I guarantee you to be much more concerned and careful attention paid toward that than this situation right here because the focus and the attention of how how much of an impact this is going to have on this child's life is not being taken. So the thing is that, yeah, you may say, okay, let's support the child, but then you're going to want to end up, you, the doctor is saying, well, if you support them now, they'll be better, uh, healthier um, human beings later on, where this comment right here, right in this article, is telling you that it can have the opposite effect. So, so you can take any secular argument on either side, but the decision in the, in the, uh, the ultimate a uh, fact of the matter is going to be what the scripture says. Ecclesiastes chapter 30 and verses um, 9 and 10 tells you what. I go to verse 9 and it says, Conquer thy child and he shall make thee afraid. Play with him and he will bring thee to heaviness. Now, what, did that, what does that mean, conquer thy child? Because remember, the parent was saying that, you know, just let him be happy um, um, if you just support him and it just, and, and, and listen to their preferences, right? This is what that cockering is. That word cocker means to pamper, spoil you by indulgence. And this is what they're doing to this child. They're pampering him and spoiling him by indulging in his preferences and his desire rather than instructing and guiding him according to the commandments. Now, what is going to be the outcome if they continue this way? The outcome is going to be exactly what the Scripture says. It says, well, he's going to make the afraid, and it, and it says, what well, he's going to bring thee to heaviness. That's just going to be the outcome for the killer Davises if they continue in this path. It's going to be a negative outcome. There's nothing positive that's going to come out of this, even though this PhD doctor is trying to tell them that there will be a positive outcome for them doing this thing. So with the thing is that we have to be parents according to the scriptures. Children have to be instructed. Children don't know anything to be instructing the parents. That's why you're there to guide them according to the commandments. You're there, you, the parents are there to guide the children, and the parents themselves are guided by the commandments of the Lord. And when that's being passed down and taught, 
then the society be the society will be in the direction that they need to be going in. Okay, now, brothers, I want you to uh, think back to when you were growing up, and think about the uh, little girl that would hang around the boys, play football with the boys, and all that. We call a tomboy. Nobody looked at her any kind of way like you know there's something ultra ultra strange and incredibly wrong it was just she was a tomboy you know she climbed trees she played football she played basketball sometimes she even beat the boys playing football and basketball you know so now is this like the reverse of tomboy and is there anything wrong with tomboy well you know the thing is this is not to justify this is not to justify uh 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 Males, you know what? Let me just go to the scripture. Ephesians, good as that. Um, the scripture dealing with a feminine. Six and nine. That's first Corinthians six and nine. First Corinthians chapter six and verse nine. We'll just read it real quick. It says, "Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived." Neither adulterers, nor fornicators, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves of mankind. That abuser of themselves of mankind means homosexual men with men, women with women. But that effeminate means that person carries themselves like a man who carries himself like a woman, or or vice versa, that woman who carries himself like a man or behaves like a man. It's showing you that there's a pattern in a behavior that that God sets down for men, and there's a pattern in behavior that God sets down for women. When you look, if you want to understand that pattern in behavior that the Lord sets down for women, you can find that in uh, Titus, right? Uh, Titus chapter two and verse twelve, I believe, is is going into it. Is that correct, brothers? Titus, uh, what exactly does? You're in the right chapter, but not maybe not the right verse. You're in the right chapter, somewhere in Titus. That's Titus. Titus chapter 2, and it goes to verses 1, 2, and 3, goes into how the older women are supposed to be instructing the younger women and how the younger women are supposed to be carrying themselves, okay? Mm-hmm. So the thing is that it's not a justification for a young boy or a young girl. The entire thing is the, the parents are supposed to be instructing these children, whether they be male or female, on what's the proper behavior according to the commandments for him as a male and for her as a female. But but uh, don't you have to uh, – well, let's go back to the, the whole question about the tomboy, because I understand what you're saying, and you're coming from the scriptures with that. Okay, but then let's look at the tomboy example, because, you know, growing up, um, it was just – you know, there was nothing wrong with a girl being tomboy. All right? So now now that, you know, we're adults and we're into the scriptures and all that, does the scriptures condemn tomboy? I never read a scripture. Well, the question was, it says growing up, there was nothing wrong with, you know, girls doing certain things. There was nothing wrong with boys doing certain things. But who said what was, what was, uh, who, who made up that rule? You know, who said it was okay or who said that it wasn't okay? Which goes back to the point of, you know, we have to speak as a scripture. And and the thing is, is that it's not, it's not about getting into a long laundry list of, okay, a boy can do this, but a boy can't do that. A girl can do this, a girl can't do that. No, we, we're not going there. But like the brother brought out um, in Titus, it tells you things that we're supposed to do as far as 
uh, what, what the world wants to call gender roles. Okay, and even even for that matter, you know, I'm gonna take it to you know when you look at Proverbs the 31st chapter where it talks about a um, uh, the uh, the wise and profitable wife. When you read the 31st chapter about all of the things that that woman was doing, about how she considered the plot of land and biases. Okay, now according to the world. A woman was supposed to be, once upon a time, just stay at home barefoot and pregnant and just run the house, okay, according to the world's understanding. But when you look at the scriptures and you see those things that that woman is doing in her household and she, with her being over servants and things of that nature, read that. To our listeners, read Proverbs the 31st chapter and it shows you the things that a virtuous woman is, is doing, okay, about how she's ordering the servants, about how she's considering a plot of land and buying it. About how she's a helpmeet unto her husband. That's the same state of mind that you see in the, uh, that you'd have to have to run any successful business, whether it be male or female. So the point of the matter is, you know, not not to go off into the whole thing about putting down. Okay, you can't do this because you're a woman, or you can't do that because you're a man. The scripture tells us what we're supposed to do. Okay, so then um, if 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 here's a little girl and she's a tomboy, as long as she's wearing dresses, playing football and basketball, that's fine. But the, the, the time she puts on pants, then that's a problem. Am I reading that correctly? Well, let's go to the scriptures where it says uh, fathers have a care of their daughter's body. Um, I had, I just had that in Ecclesiastes. I think it's Ecclesiastes in the Apocrypha. It is. Please ask because 23, I believe. Okay. Hold on just a second. 23 and 7. Okay. I'll get in a second. I'm really driving driving home this because, you know, um, sometimes there, there appears to be some gray area in between the way we live our lives and what was in the scriptures. You know, is mm-hmm. there any gray area? You know, is there some area that you can get in and it's like, well, I, I can't be really sure which way to go on this, especially when it com- comes concerning your dress and conduct as it pertains to masculinity and femininity. Is there a gray area there someplace? No, there really is. And when you go into let me just read this in Titus. Titus chapter 2 and uh, verse 3, it says, the aged woman likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given too much wine, teachers of good things. Now, it's going to tell you what they're supposed to be teaching and what those good things are. Four, that they may teach the young women, okay, because this is what we're talking about, young women, right? It says that they may teach the young women to be sober, meaning clear-minded. See, that sober means how to make clear judgment according to the commandments of God. It says to love their husbands, to love their children. Now, that young woman may not be may not be married and may not have children, but the principle still applies about being sober-minded, meaning how she guides herself according to the commandment. That this aged or this older, more mature woman is supposed to be teaching her. Verse 5. Now, it, the instruction continues. To be discreet, right? Meaning knowing, what, knowing how to make judgment, when to speak, when not to, so on and so forth. It says chaste, right? Keepers at home, meaning how to manage a home. It doesn't mean you just sit down. It means how do you manage a home? How do you keep it clean? How do you organize the bills? How do you manage the, the uh, members of the household? That's what she's supposed to be doing. 
or and that's what the older woman is supposed to be teaching the younger woman who's going to come into this role how to do. Now it says what? Um, uh, how, uh, chase keepers at home good, right? Obedient to their own husbands that the word of God be not blasphemed. Now, whether this woman is married or not, these same teachings and principles are going to apply to that married woman or that single young woman about how they're supposed to be preparing themselves in order to raise the next generation or set the example for the next generation on how to serve God. The focus ain't going to be football, basketball, or anything else. Those things you could do on the side within the proper parameters. But the focus that's going to be in their life is how do I set the proper example as a mother, as a wife, or as a woman in Christ? That's going to be this. Okay, and I got the scripture that I was looking for right here, too, to, to go into answering your question, uh, Josiah. This is Ecclesiasticus chapter 7, and I'm going to start at verse uh, 23. It says, Hast thou children? Instruct them, and bow down their neck from their youth. Hast thou daughters? Have a care of their body, and show not thyself cheerful toward them. Let me read verse 25. It says, Marry thy daughter, and so shalt thou have performed a weighty matter, but give her to a man of understanding. So let's start back up at the 23rd verse. It says, Hast thou children? If you have children. It's a question. Do you have children? If you do, instruct them. Meaning, teach them. Teach them what? The commandments of the Heavenly Father. Raise them up according to the Scripture. It says, And bow down their neck from their youth. Bow down their neck from their youth basically means the same yoke that we have on us when we come and repent in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's what you're teaching them. When you bow down their neck from their youth, you're teaching them to be in subjection to the commandments just as a father and a mother are being in subjection to the commandments. You're teaching them discipline, the same way the scriptures the scripture teaches us discipline. And uh, what's, the, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, temperance and things of that nature. Verse uh, 24, hast thou daughters? So now we're dealing specifically with the daughters. Have a care of their body and show not thyself cheerful toward them. So have a care of their body means that as a parent, whether you're a father or a mother, you have to be aware of your daughters, not only your daughters but your sons, but it's dealing specifically with the daughters here. Having a care of their body means that you have to understand that as a young child, okay, children don't really have that big of an understanding of, you know, the, the differences between their genders. But as they're growing older, you understand that as that child gets older and starts to grow and grow through puberty and have those, have basically start to begin to have a mature and adult feeling, you have to teach your daughters to conduct themselves in a manner that doesn't allow them to go into the way of what the scriptures calls basically a whorish woman, okay, or being lewd or being loose or, you know, conducting herself in a, in a shame, in a uh, not shame-facing manner. So the point is, is that it's not going to go, I'm not going to go into, like, again, saying, okay, well, you know what, that's okay, or that's not okay. Or it's okay if she plays football as long as she's wearing a dress. We're not dealing with that. The scripture says have a care of their body. So as a parent, you are, you have to understand for yourself, according to the scriptures, just how much liberty you're going to give your children. And that the scriptures are playing when it goes into dealing with, you know, the type of conduct that we're all supposed to have. Because even when you read about how the older men are supposed to deal with the younger men, as far as, I mean, the, excuse me, the older men are the brothers in the church dealing with the sisters, uh, as far as dealing with them in all purity, and that's sisters, okay, and not looking at them in lust and things of that nature. 
those are the things that you're supposed to be instructing your children at a very young age. And that's only going to come from the examples that we set as adults. And it goes on in verse 25. It says what? Let me uh, clear up something, too. When it says, show not thyself cheerful toward them, that doesn't mean that you're basically being mean to your daughter and you always got a short answer every time she needs something. Show not thyself cheerful toward them is basically warning you about that whole thing about the whole concept of daddy's little girl, about how she every time she baptizes or talks a little sweet to you, okay, baby, you can have what you want. No. No, you're going to be keeping your commandments. You're going to do what I tell you to do just like your brothers. Exactly, not conquering them. Exactly. Uh, verse 25, it says, Marry thy daughter, and so shalt thou have performed a weighty matter, but give her to a man of understanding. So it's showing you the role that the parents play in their daughter's life from the time that they're born all the way up to screening the men that she wants to deal with as a husband. Okay, uh, we have a visitor to the virtual room. And visitor, you're coming to us from area code 404-449. If you would, go ahead and give us your name, comment, and question, please. Um, can you hear me? Yes. Yep. All right. Uh, didn't really mean to sign in. Sorry about that. Um, how you brothers doing today? Just listening to your show. Um, and I was just listening, but I do have one comment. It all does go back to the... Uh, to the scriptures, um, and my name is Cliff, by the way, I'm sorry, it all, it all does go back to the scriptures, um, and just like the brother was bringing up just now, um, you know, you train up a child, it didn't give a gender when it gave that that scripture or commandment, it said train up a child, which is where we all began, in the way that they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from those ways, so when you, when you consider that scripture, and I probably paraphrased it, um, it's the importance of that is how you keep generations from going into sin and keeping the commandments, remembering those things, not only the proper way to conduct themselves as young men and young women of of God through Christ, but in all ways that they're acknowledging acknowledging um the ways of the heavenly father and and that's that's really the answer going back to the commandments and sticking to them, and it begins as a child that was it. Okay. Okay. Well, Cliff, thank you so much uh, for that comment, and uh, you're welcome to just uh, sit there and uh, listen in, okay? All right. Thank you. All right. Uh, brothers, what we're talking about here, you know, the, the, the gist of the subject is this uh, five-year-old boy whose parents are allowing him to wear dresses, all right? And what I'd like to do, because you, you've done a very, very good job of covering that clearly through the scriptures to make it uh, so that anyone with uh, godly understanding knows that this is not anything that should take place. But can I, can I indulge on you to expand on this topic a bit, uh, to go into, because we, we're talking about the appearance of this child, all right? And that has something to do with what's inside him, okay? But we are talking about the appearance. So now, when you come to the appearance of people in general and you start talking about the sexes, male and female, how can you know what's right and appropriate in regard to appearance, in regard to dress, and also in regard to just your general behavior, your mannerisms and so forth? What's right and what's appropriate? What's inappropriate? All of that's in the description, you know. And if if you if like like the scriptures and like this show and as many brothers on the panel would, would tell you, seek you out of the book of the Lord and read and study to show that stuff to the to the Most High. 
and get his understanding and his wisdom, and he'll guide you in all things. And even on this particular subject of dress, mannerisms, and everything, it's in, everything that's included in the scriptures, all wisdom comes from the Heavenly Father. So if we apply that and, and attain that, we'd be able to um, um, seek it out and do it. Now, you want to you, you thought is that something that's just absolutely clear-cut and, and, and dry, or is there something in there that uh, where one person might look at a situation and say, well, uh, he or she is dressed inappropriately or their mannerisms are inappropriate, and then another person, really going by the scriptures, might look at the same situation and say, no, nah, there's really nothing inappropriate that you need to consider this, that, and the other. Well, the scripture said the Most High gave us great commandment what we should do to avoid punishment. So now, if we begin to read and to and pray and ask the Lord for understanding, I mean, the scriptures tell you it's a straight, clear guy. You know, it's it's straight and it's and it's upright, and there's, and there's no guile found in the word of the Heavenly Father. Right. You know, those are um, things that. Go ahead, brother. You know, the, the, like the brother brought out in the scripture in Ecclesiastes about how your walk and your gait your apparel uh, uh, say and give an indication of the type of person you are because why does it do that? Because you chose to put these clothes on. So that came out of uh, how you wanted to present yourself and the image that you wanted to send forth. And because you chose to put those clothes on because you want to project an image, whatever that projection is is a reflection of who you are. Just like this little boy wants to project this image because of his misunderstanding. So the clothes issue is clear. The most I tell us everything about the clothes, even the type of clothes and the fabric that we're supposed to wear. First Timothy chapter 2 and 9, because you brought up the issue about the females, and this would be included in the instruction as this woman was growing up on how to do this. First Timothy 2 and 9 tells you, and like manner also, the women adorn themselves in modest apparel with shamefacedness, meaning humility, and sobriety, meaning clear-mindedness, not with broided hair or gold or pearls or costly array, meaning not with uh, the worldliness or, or the superficiality of this world. Not that they couldn't wear jewelry, but it wasn't going to be in an immodest way. So the scripture gives you a, a framework to work within. Now, we don't, no one is going to sit here and give you every detail or put that on to this color, what colors to wear, anything like that. Stay within the framework that the scriptures is giving you and everything will fall in line according to the spirit that Christ has put on those who wants to follow him. So we know the women are dealing with modest apparel. We're not dealing with the proper apparel that's going to project the right image according to a servant of Christ. And that is the entire the point. For women, for men and women in their dress to project the right image that's going to, be, that's going to bring glory and honor to the Most High Christ. That's the point. Okay, Kabar, I forgot one thing. You did have a third clip that you uh, – did you want to go into that now? Or because, because it deals with the fathers, and that's that's a major problem in our community and parents in general. So you can go ahead with that. Okay, here's the clip. It's okay. Dad's in the audience. How are you doing with all this? Uh, I'm fine with it. Uh, I just want him to be happy and healthy, and this is the form he chooses to express himself. That's fine. Uh, I, I just, in the end, when he's grown up, I want him to be able to say no uh, matter what he chooses is that, you know, I'm, I'm so glad my parents supported me. I can't believe I did that, or I'm glad that, you know, I was accepted for who I am. And that's the important thing. You're a big dad. 